Wow. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. There's so much in this. The power is going to be in your inner reflection on this conversation. This is not going to be the episode or the session where you take a bunch of notes and it's intellectual. This kind of has to make sense for you internally so that you come out with the right answer for you. Okay? Today we're talking about your way of serving community. It's S for service, S for scalable programming, S for the strategy around your service, around how you serve people. So we all have this just really deep desire for the work that we do to matter. It is not just about making money. It's like, yeah, we're, yeah we, we also need to work on a receiving and da-da-da-da-da and the worthiness and the good enoughness and whatever. So you can act, we can actually be compensated for the work that we do. But today we're not talking about this. We're talking about the way we actually give, how we show up. That is, what is our gift? Like, how do we actually give back? How do we transform the world? What is the most incredible format of the program? How can we build our program, our services, whether it's one-to-one or one-to-many? in the most beautiful and brilliant way so that it can really facilitate the transformation that we want. And in the past, the way I used to teach it is I would give people a roadmap, decide if you want to do one-to-one, one-to-many hybrid courses, memberships, blah, 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 blah. See what feels right for you. Now let's talk about the timing. Let's talk about the pricing. Let's talk about what you're going to be doing there with people and on and on and on and on and on. And I realized that there were a lot of clarity pieces that were missing. And there were a lot of mistakes that would be made as a result. So instead of diving into the tactics, I want to start with this conversation first. What is your role? What is your gift? And how do you actually hold the context for the service that you're launching. There are programs that are training in nature. They're training people to achieve a certain result, a certain outcome. They're designed for a specific outcome that looks the same to different people. It's the same thing. For example, If I create a program, course, membership, whatever, on how to launch a YouTube channel, then the outcome is launching a YouTube channel. And I'm going to be providing step-by-step sort of tutorials on how to do that. I'm going to be taking people through series of questions they have to answer for themselves in order to do that, in order to launch that YouTube channel. Okay, that is one way to do it. And I'm assuming that people who are coming into the program are already self-empowered enough to make these decisions for themselves. Then there is a very different type of programming. And it takes a lot more courage. It takes a lot more faith. It takes a lot more patience. 
It takes, it's a whole, it's, it's like the next level of group programs to run. And that is when we no longer play the one who is doing it. Instead, we facilitate our client's own transformation and we give them the power back. And we facilitate, we're not the ones with all the answers, we're not the ones with all the trainings, we're not the one with all the pep talk and like rah rah and like you can do this and whatever it is. We hand them the power back, we provide space, we celebrate the outcomes, that the transformation that occurs, but we give them the power back, we treat them as empowered human beings and we make it clear that this program, this is a space where transformation happens, but the transformation happens where? On the inside. Now, here is a trap. Is where you are running a transformational program, but you are marketing it and holding it as a training program. I'll say this again so that it sinks. You are holding a transformational self-empowering program, or your heart really wants you to hold that, but you are marketing it as a training program, meaning the program is supposed to do something for you. And when that is a disconnect, you're going to have a lot of issues. You're going to have a lot of unhappy clients because there's transformation happening, but they're mad at you because they didn't get some result because it was supposed to be a training program, but it's a transformational program. Okay. I have been through this experience when my heart really, really wants them to go within themselves and transform and own their power in their business. But what is being expected is the A to Z training to get them there. And there came a time where my heart desire to facilitate transformation so that people would come out of waiting for somebody to tell them to do and really own their own creation. But at the same time, they expected the trainings and I was doing it both. I was holding some sessions a week, giving people to space to dig inside themselves and letting those things come out. And then I was also doing the business training and the practicals and da, 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 da. And the truth is that is really difficult to do unless you're perfectly clear that is what you're doing. So I want you to pause and I want you to lean back. I want you to breathe be inside your body and check in with yourself. 
What actually feels good in this moment? What would you rather do? What is right for you at this point in time? What is pulling your heart? What is really, really, truly there for you? Is it to provide A to Z training program that is going to take people through steps to go from point A to point B? Or is it a program that is going to facilitate empowerment? Give people their power back. Where everybody is responsible for their own awakening journey. Everybody is responsible for dealing with their own stuff. This takes courage. Because if you're running an empowerment program and you're holding yourself accountable for the outcome, it's not going to go well. Because it's never going to be the outcome that you actually are wanting so much of the time. Sometimes the most beautiful expansion of a human consciousness happens right after the person has been struggling so deeply for so long, they just cannot even. They're waking up with anxiety. They're having horrible thoughts. They're struggling, but they have been brought to that place for a reason, and that is to see the roots of their unworthiness and not good enoughness and da-da-da-da-da and unbelonging and so on and so forth. So you're watching this as an observer. If you saw the entire picture, you have this client in front of you, they're struggling as hell, and you're like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? I just want to see them happy. I just want the validation. I just want the approval. I can't deal with this. Like, people are not happy, and then they're blaming my program. Well, that is going to happen at some point. People, when they're in resistance, and they don't want to look, and they don't want to see what's going on, and sometimes it's not even them that doesn't want to see. There's things that they're just not present to, ways that their mind is being controlled. They cannot even see what's right in front of them. And when you just take the evidence on the outside and you take this unhappy client in front of you and you do not understand the big picture of what transformation actually takes, and that sometimes we're gonna be, people are going to be confronted with something in their face, and you're going to be attached to an outcome, you're going to feel like a failure a lot of the time. Because transformation isn't transformation until the transformation is complete. And we're talking about just this one layer of transformation. It's like we're walking the staircase and we come to a landing and like, oh my gosh, I've come so far along. And then there's the next set of stairs and it keeps going and going and going and going. And the mismatch happens when you go, I want people to be empowered in three months. Hmm. Is that realistic? Is that possible? Oh, absolutely. For the right person who is in the right moment and they're aware of everything that holds them from the next blooming and the timing is perfect and it's all perfectly aligned, they come into your program. Bam. And they bloomed.
until they hit their next kind of jail cell that they have to break out of, you know, because it's never ending. We're always breaking out of our own jail cells. We're always expanding. So, if you want to be a facilitator of transformation, you have to understand the context of empowerment, context of transformation, and what's actually going on. And it's not for the weak of the heart. This is watching transformation happen. It is the craziest nail-biting thing when you're just like, oh my God. Like you're watching somebody stew and stew more and you're like, oh, but I can see what's going on. If they would just, and you just have to keep bringing the questions, keep bringing the intention, keep bringing them back to their intention and what they want and how they want to feel. and facilitate the transformation with your intention, with your heart, with your patience, with infusing uh, anything that you can in terms of your container. What kind of things can you get in place for this person to be more aware during their day? What things can you do to bring them back to the progress they already made? Can there be celebration? Can there be, you know, facilitated conversation between the participants in your program? The questions people ask me, like, how long should my program be? And I go, well, that depends on the kind of transformation that you're in for. Quite frankly, if you want total empowerment for people, well, there's no such thing as total empowerment. It's ongoing, right? We're empowering ourselves in layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers. Sovereignty is like, there's so much to empower ourselves around, right? So have a client where the journey is like, for some of our clients, it's like six years, five years, four years. They're expanded, multidimensional human being that is expanding into the next layers of themselves, deepening, 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 right? Now that takes a certain level of commitment, right? That really is one thing. And then I have a client who wants to run a program, who is just now launching a program on facilitating birthing your book. Now, that's not a 10-year program, hopefully, right? It could be. It could be. Would it be okay for that to be that? Oh, absolutely. It's like a really, really, really juicy body of work. Yeah, it could take 10 years for sure, right? But that's not the intention of it. Once you have the idea for your book, let's do it, right? So the length of the program really depends on the scope of what your heart really wants, the length of your commitment is really going to depend on the scope of the transformation that you really want. The second piece of this conversation is for those of you who have a really heart's calling to run empowerment programs, where you hold a space for people to come to their inner realizations to wake up. This is where 
you need to be crystal clear about what your thing is and what it is not. Because when it comes to transformation, there are several pieces that come together. And you have to be brutally honest with yourself with which pieces you do and which pieces you don't because you don't have to do all of them. In fact, you shouldn't. You should only do the pieces of the transformational cycle and the expansion that you feel really called to. Other people do the rest. You do not have to do it all. You do not have to do it all. So, when it comes to transformation, and feel free to use your own view on this. Okay? If this is, whatever I have to say doesn't fit as always, use your own judgment. But for somebody to transform, they, number one, first have to be aware, which we all know. Like, they kind of have to come to a point where they're kind of sick and tired of themselves and, like, the same thing happening over and over and over. And then, like, blah, 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 same boyfriend over and over and over, the same kind of business outcome over and over and over, whatever it is. They keep running into the same situation or the same thoughts, and they're kind of getting sick and tired of it, right? So the awareness has to be there. How do you facilitate awareness? This is one of my actual strong suits. When I do these guided journeys, I did Ungoals, which was an event that I ran about two months ago. It was an awareness event. It was not a healing event. It was not an integration event. It was not a transformational event. Well, it was transformational for the people who did the homework and who sat with it and who had the inner realizations and then they integrated them. But the event was designed as an awareness event. What do I mean by this? I was bringing up to the surface all the issues around fearing disappointment in business, fearing failure in business, fearing disappointing others in business, fearing blah, 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 what is it going to look, and giving stories and giving examples so that people would build the distance between that which is currently hijacking their mind and that they're blending with and build the distance like, oh wait, this is a part. This is a trauma response. This is maybe, like there's this cracking that happens when the brain goes like, oh, maybe this isn't so. Maybe this is just a perspective coming from wounds, coming from whatever else, right? So the cracking was provided for so many of them. Transformation depends on the person and what they do with it. Because aha, oh wait, that's not transformation. That's just an aha. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Sometimes that is enough. In order, it is not always that you have to like go through this process of like, putting things together and da 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 and then integrating and the rising to a new level of being right it is not always sometimes it's very simple sometimes it's just the string that needed to pull out and the whole new reality emerges there's no doubt about that that sometimes that happens but when it comes to deep-seated issues like not enoughness like self-doubt like 
you know, resentment and judgment and things like that, people actually, it's, it goes so much more than just like, oh my God, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be doing this. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. There's so many books that people have read. They keep reading book after book after book after book and they're hoping that somehow they'll wind up transformed and we know how that happens. People have shelves full of books, but their self-empowerment isn't actually going through the pieces of integrating all this and having these really difficult or conversations within themselves and observing themselves and integrating and healing these parts to like the very changing of the nature of what those parts of our psyches do and what their role is and so on and so forth okay so for you it's very important to be clear and own which parts you do and which parts you don't do okay you might be very clear with yourself i do awareness i bring issues to the surface i stir things up i trigger things in people I bring them different perspective and then I encourage them to bridge the gap, to go inside of themselves and start looking at why they have believed or I send them to somebody else who does this inner work, who does this work, okay? The worst thing we can do is not understand this and do the awareness piece but expect transformation without telling people, actually, this is just awareness. You're just having aha moments. It is up to you to go and to commit to integrating these pieces and emerging with a different mindset, different perspective, different level of reality, different expanded reality for yourself. All right. You might be on a different piece of it. You're not dealing with awareness. You're not a storyteller. You're not a journeyer because that's my, one of my favorite things is to bring people, you know, into something and have them go like, oh shit, All right? That's my favorite thing to do. It's what I do. It's what I love doing in group format, not in one-on-one -on -one format, but in group format. That's what I love doing, right? I'm the guide that brings up different awarenesses for people. You might not be that at all. You might not be that at all. You might really thrive in, you know, if somebody else does the awareness piece and brings the journey, we're here to dig in. We're here to dig in, go within, inside of ourselves, actually facilitate the meditation, facilitate the part healing work, hold space for that, for the transformation, for the forgiveness that has to happen as part of the transformation, forgiving themselves, accepting themselves, accepting the other you know, so you might be the kind of the healing in the middle that happens, right? Maybe you might be doing it through, through distance healing and whatever it is. You pull things out that kind of collapse the whole circus on its head in people, in, in you know, person's being. And they're like, oh my God, that might be you. Your entire program might be in facilitating that. So people are doing this, this squishy, complicated part in the middle. This is such a hero's job. Like this is just so potent. It's so needed. So if you're pulled to that skill, if, or if you pull to that line of work, amazing. 
amazing. Again, I have a client that is doing it really, really well and I am sending people to her because what she has built, her program is called the Light Body Academy. What she has built is like exactly that. There's labs, you have a problem, you show up to a lab, you're gonna be tracked by a group of people. You're going to like, uh, you know, the, the, the messy part in the middle, right? Really beautiful. And then there's the integration piece. Things get healed, things get turned on its head. There's, there's integration, there's letting things settle, letting the new awarenesses simmer up. New way of being, right? Maybe that's you, maybe you serve the integration piece. So what I want for you to do is to really get clear for yourself today. Where do you play? Do you do the training or do you facilitate empowerment? And if you facilitate empowerment, okay, what pieces, piece or pieces, you can take the whole thing on. I'm not saying you can't. Just be clear about what pieces you're going to facilitate of the transformation. What is for you to do and what is for somebody else to do? I had a conversation with um, a client today the one who is birthing the book writing program. And it's like, she loves facilitating, holding space for the knowledge to come through. She is a natural facilitator. She's like in her presence, things just come out of you. Like you don't even know how, like things just come out of you. But the idea of like working with the publishing is like, ugh. and so she's been held back by this. Like, uh, I really love facilitating the story, but everybody was like, they want to, you know, the publishing piece, like she doesn't want to do. And I'm like, oh my God, I know people who are the exact opposite, who are the exact opposite. Work with them, partner with them. And either you can co-create the program together when it's going to be published and number one Amazon bestselling book, which they love doing. They're very much like, I'm going to do the work, but I don't want the messy part of pulling things out of people or holding a space where people are going to be encouraged and there's going to be intention of the heart to, for your body of work to come out in a program like that, right? Those are two extremely different skill sets. So you really want to get clear on where your heart is pulling you and, and let go just for a day, like let go of the beliefs that if you don't do it all, if you don't have this all-in-one inclusive, inclusive program or if you don't provide everything there's to provide, it's not going to work because what the world needs is you being in your element and using your gift and doing only the work that you love doing. Only the work that you love doing. There's people for the rest of it, okay? And being clear with yourself what this is and what this is not. So when clients come to you, you can communicate you can communicate honestly, okay, this program is going to allow you to write your body of content. When you're done with that, I recommend you transition working with my friend so-and-so, Mandy, with my friend Mandy, and Mandy, I have wedded her, she's excellent, I have references, she's extraordinary, she's gonna get your book published and make it an Amazon number one Amazon bestseller, that's it. People still go with you because they can see the path. They know they're not going to be confused after they're writing their book and they're trying to find a publisher. 
they know that with you there's going to be process however long it takes they can be on you in your membership forever and ever and ever until they birth their body of work if they so choose and then they can continue on with somebody else there is a place where all of us those of us who want to do the done for you agency style those of us who just want to do the training programs those of us who want to facilitate empowerment and transformation there's room for all of us but sometimes the things that our heart really wants to do we have trauma around because we have done it before and it didn't work out People complained, people weren't happy, or there's something, we didn't feel good about it, or whatever it is. So we're doing the things that are out of alignment because it seems safer. And we're running away from the things that are in alignment because there's trauma. So this is where you want to work with somebody. And I'm not saying you have to, okay? It's not like if you can't find somebody to work on this, just throw it away. Do your best, but really really looking at okay i really want to do the facilitation piece not the agency piece but i'm really scared of clients being disappointed because i can't handle it i'm a sensitive human being and i can't handle client disappointment i cannot handle it and then it becomes a conversation of how do you let go of the savior within the one who feels responsible for people being happy or not, who takes on their emotions, who owns it. Hmm. That is a big conversation. And you know what? That is a process that might take years for you to be completely at home with whatever goes on for people in their program and not take anything personally because you know exactly who you are, you know exactly what this work is, you're communicating clearly, and you know that people are going to go through shit and you're okay with that, and you're not taking it personally, you're not taking it on. Like show up like this and you're like, cool. I've got three people hitting rock bottom right now in my client pool. I know what's on the other side. I know what's just around the corner. I'm just holding space for y'all. It's going to be awesome, just wait, just wait. And you hold that with that kind of conviction because you know what's on the other side. Because you walk that, you can just watch it. You, walk, you watch it and you walk it. And the more you have walked your own shit, you know, the more you have gone through the deepest, darkest, da, 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 da. And you know you have come out on the other side, the more you can hold space with others with a certain level of peace, right? So. It's for you to discern where you're at on your journey. Can you hold space for craziness, right? Are you okay with it? Are you, have you been, are you on the other side of craziness? Or do you still resist and are you still scared of it and you need approval and you need recognition and you need validation so bad that you cannot have people complaining or people being unhappy or people struggling, not even complaining, but like, you know, people struggling. Can you be with it? And this is an honest question because if you're not there yet, that is completely okay. You work around it and you continue in your healing. And when you get there, then you can facilitate pretty much anything. Once you make it on the other side of the, you know, a certain amount of darkness. So this very last piece of the conversation today about your program and your strategy 
is about you and your true nature and your design. And this is the trickiest part because this alone, this 10 minute conversation alone, there's so much deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper understanding. And this is kind of, if you're called to this, it's going to send you on a journey. Human design is one of the many tools that you can use to discover yourself and how you're designed. And they kind of teach this process of deconditioning. This is supposed to take seven years and blah, 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 blah. I don't know about the seven years, honestly, because it's all inner work. And if you have been doing inner work, then it just might be that you're going to discover something and you're gonna go like, oh my God, is this really true? Like, I'm kind of happy that this is true, but I have been fighting against the side of me my entire life. Now, what do I do with this? So, for example, when I came to human design, I found out that I was a 6'3 splenic projector. Interesting, right? So, what that did for me, what does 6'3 means? That means I am a, I forget what they call it. It's like an adventurous role model. In the first half of my life, for those of you guys who have three in your human design, there's a lot of adventure. It was like a lot of trial and erring and, and doing different things, which was like, of course. I have made myself, part of me has made me wrong my entire life for like jumping all over the place and going from here to here to here to there and having all the different experiences. I'm not just the coach. I've been a restaurant owner. I have been an international headhunter. I have been in corporate and on and on and on and on, right? So there's something about acquiring experiences and then there is these, there is these years between like 35 and 50 where we're that's the that's where I'm now where I'm really like hermiting for some of it and really integrating all these experiences and healing through them and it's you know and then there is when we turn 50 and over then it's more like we don't even have to guide and teach anymore we're the guide until we're 50 then we're just a role model so this is quite interesting as a realization and it was very important for me to know because it's like, oh, okay, like it's actually great. Like what I'm doing with all the exploring and all the trialing and erroring, how can I have more adventure in my life? Which led to, hmm, I really want passive income. I really want to create some courses. I really want to run a virtual retreat without having to be on camera at a certain point. I really want to see how to do this. I really want to get into, you know, some automation because I still really love teaching, but I want to be able to go, you know, I'm in Costa Rica, but maybe I want to go be able to go to India for a month and not have to be on camera at all and still have a stream of income. So I'm basically in a process from transitioning from like always being on camera, like so much of the time, I'm still going places and living places, whatever, but very much like schedule heavy to like a very different format where there is certain times I'm online, I'm, I'm online with my clients, but there's also ways that I'm generating income that are independent of that. Your authority, your inner authority. Finding out that I was a splenic projector, things all of a sudden started to make sense because it's like this instinct. Like something comes in my way, I just know. Okay, this is, this is the way to handle it. I just know. There's just knowing. I just somehow know it makes sense. It like clicks. Oh, of course, yes. 
Of course, like this is supposed to happen with this, you know, next move or whatever it is. The problem becomes when a splenic person is told to make decisions based on their emotions. Feel into it, feel how it feels. Well, I can be feeling how things feel into infinity, into the end of times, but guess what? Because my design is so open, my design is so freaking open. I take on everybody's energy and emotions and that is by design, that is for a reason that it allows in a one-to-one -one scenario, it allows me to be an amazing guide to them because I take on what they're taking on. I circulate it through my system. I run it through my defined head centers and they spit out the strategy for them. Great. Okay. So I feel a lot of things. I just finished teaching how in half ago I finished teaching, um, a group session or teaching, facilitating a group session. And it took me 45 minutes to clear after that so that I could produce this content for you. In the past, without knowing this, without knowing how I operate, I would go back and back and back and back and back, right? I would be on calls, there was a point, I would be teaching 13 calls a week and I'm not even talking about the live streams, the podcast interviews that I did. I would be constantly on camera. And I would constantly be flooded by something. And I could do a lot. If that person's energy was strong and I was right in front of them and I could tune in, I could still do my job and it was amazing. But eventually it burnt me out. And what that cost me was a connection to myself because I was so flooded constantly that I was missing the connection to myself. The third thing about this is what is the correct strategy for who you are? There's a certain group of people called the manifestors who are designed to initiate new ideas and bring them to the world. Their connection is so strong. They have an idea, they run with it, they create it. Okay. And manifesting generators have a piece of that too. They're amazing. Okay. They're just manifesting generators. There's something really, really magical about them. There are like these very special beings who can manifest and who can also do the work, who can initiate and come up with the best ideas and also have the energy to execute them in the world. Right? Because the generators, they have the motor. They have the sacral center. They produce their own energy, right? Then you have people, people like projectors. Those are people like me. We have a little bit of a motor. Some of us have a motor in my root. It doesn't work all the time, but I can, you know, can get some adrenaline pumping and I can get stuff done if I need to. I can actually be very focused. I can actually tackle a lot. But if I don't check, because I have all the other emotional centers open, if I don't if I don't clear, if I don't check, if I don't protect my space, if I don't do my self-care, if I don't get out to nature, I'm going to get burned out. Versus the generators who are in alignment around my life, they go for years. They're so steady. They're so beautiful. They're so focused. Unless they're out of alignment and they're overwhelming some, themselves or they're being abused, you know, by themselves <laughs> in, in, in their job or whatever it is, they have so much energy. They're so 
amazing as entrepreneurs. Most of my clients have been generators and manifesting generators, and it's also because there's 70% of them, right? Are generators or manifesting generators. So understanding what the strategy is for business is very important, okay? It's different from projector to generator to manifesting generator to manifester. And this is also why I integrated into one one-on-one -on -one programs working with a person that I work with. She's extraordinary, by the way. I work with on my human design integration and my own reading, human design reading, not integration. She's extraordinary. And I think this is so important to understand what your strategy is and kind of get into like understanding of it, understanding of how that works. So for us projectors, I was absolutely shocked to find out and to be honest, dismayed for a while that my strategy is wait for an invitation. I'm not here to initiate and chase people down and send million DMs and all that stuff. And I used to do all of that. All of that. Like people who come into your Facebook or hey, how you doing? It's nice to meet you. That, that, that. Chit chat, million different people. Now, I'm a one-to-one -one person. And I remember driving my car and saying to somebody in a voice text, you know, I, th I feel like my soul is being split into a million different pieces when I'm having all these DM conversations because I'm actually like deeply focusing on every single conversation, but I'm not actually able to have a deep conversation because it's a chit chat. But I'm like in that energetic exchange and it's absolutely driving me crazy and it's draining me to no end because I'm actually connected to that person, whether, whether they know it or not, whether that conversation is going that way, I can feel the thing about the what the, the, that, right? So when they are back and forth with me, Right? When they're not, when there's no invitation to connect, then that's not going to happen. But when we're energetically connected and there's an exchange, it's like, oh my God, I realize like, mm, that is not a correct strategy for a projector. Projector, they're recognized, right? People know, they watch my videos and they know, oh my gosh, I think it'd be awesome to work with Eva. I think I like her energy. There's something about that relationship. I feel there's so much magic that could be done. I would love the experience of working with Eva in a group setting, in a mastermind setting, in a one-on-one -on -one setting or whatever it is. I am just, I feel this. I know this. And then they reach out to me. Hey, you know, or they book a call. They book a strategy session. Or they reach out to me. Or they just feel it and they just show up. And that is a projector strategy. Wait for an invitation, but, but, and I'm just giving you projector as an example. You're likely not a projector. You might have some clients who are, but I'm just giving this to you an example of how sidetracked we can be from our strategy. When we spare years and years of burning ourselves out with playing the types that we're not initiating when we're not supposed to, when it's going to drain us out, right? I was playing the manifesting generator for the longest time, initiating and executing versus building awareness and letting people come to me. That takes years. It takes work. You have to have the people, whether it's YouTube, 
whether it's email list or whatever, you have to have the body of work and everything else. So sometimes, and it's like the generators, they also respond, right? They respond to what's going on in the world, not the same way that projectors do in a different way, but you start to see these things are very, very important on our long-term mission. So if you feel called and you haven't done it yet, go and look up myhumandesign.com. It's not my website. It's one of those free websites and you can get your chart and then check out what your authority is, whether it's splenic, emotional, solar plexus or whatever it is. How do you make decisions and do some YouTubing around that and then look at what you actually are. Are you a projector generator and da, 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 and look at your strategy and what that means. It's going to set things off. This is just the beginning of the journey. This is just an awareness journey. You're going to have more questions than answers if you're new to this, right? Just be patient with yourself. You do not have to solve it today or tomorrow. You don't have to build a perfect program that is the exact fit on all these three topics that we covered today. You can keep doing what you have been doing. You can transition slowly to more aligned programming, step by step, little by little. You don't have to like close business down and be like, shit, I've been initiating, it sucks, da, 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 da. no, no. You can take it easy one step at a time where you're committed to current clients and current what's going on and you can also start beginning to plant a seed for a more aligned and more beautiful businesses in 2023 that feels so good to you that is giving you energy, not draining your energy. When you're working with your elements, using your gifts, and it's just, you know, everything just feels right to you. I'm excited for tomorrow's conversation. You're going to find the link be links below. Make sure you submit the questions for Q&A. Make sure if you want to schedule a one-on-one -on -one session with me, make sure you do that. I'm going to put a link below for that too. And make sure you do the worksheet and the workbook. This is actually, you know, again, like this is an awareness piece. But if you actually do the homework and have the inner realizations, this, we can take you very, 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 very far. How far you go is totally up to you. And again, I'm available. The calendar is open. Schedule the strategy sessions with you. I also have a one-to-one -one program that I'm currently running. I'm going to put some information below for you. So you can consider it if this is right for you. And I'm excited to see you on the session tomorrow. Everything, if you are getting value out of what I share in this podcast and you would like to give back, please consider leaving us a review or rating on iTunes or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would so appreciate it. Thank you so, so much.